0: Uh, okay, man, we're, we're way later than I would have ever imagined we'd have been, but uh, let's pray and you know, we'll take 10 or 15 minutes and have some fun. Uh, but it's actually nice for you just to get together and chat too. Here we are at All Saints. Uh, the sermon was brilliant uh, and go, you went exactly with what we want to do here, which is the, the church is meant to create heaven on earth. Um, the older you get, the fewer days you have for that to become a possibility so my advice to all of you is to press hard uh, you know there's only so many I do know something happened to me over the last 10 years where um, I was very certain I'd see it and then you come to the point and you say well will I ever see it so my urgency is greater than it was in the past and I'm sure the people who are older than I may feel the same way uh, There's very few things in life that are worth anything. The church is one of them. And uh, there's no better church than this place. But it it lies in our hands, depending on what we'll do with it. So, you know, this whole bit has been about tending what the Lord has given to you. Let's pray and then we'll just keep going. Almighty God, everlasting Father, who wills to restore all things to a new Eden in your everlasting beloved Son, the King and Lord of all things, Mercifully grant that all peoples and all nations, divided and wounded by sin, may be brought under the gentle yoke of him, his most loving rule, who with thee in the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God now and forever. Amen. Hey, you got questions on anything we've said so far? Is there just anything lying out there. Or you can ask about anything you want. Hey, great to see you. Got questions, Sister Woo? We probably, let's see. All right you got questions about anything? I don't know if you think we're going way too fast. Early on, you know, the, the kind of the feedback was we were going too fast. Maybe the feedback's going to be that we're going too slow now. Got anything? You're all okay? You're quiet? Life's good? I love the quote by uh, Pastor Nagel. Nagel. yeah, get more than you pray for. You know, it's funny how you smart guys, he said he loved the quote by, by Pastor Nagel. You know, smart guys, about the only thing I think about now when I pray uh, is the quote by Bernard, is it Bernard de Clairvaux, who said, um, when you pray, the Lord will give you at what you ask or something better. That pretty much answers every, que- prayer that, every question you'd have about prayer. Um, Nagel's is the same thing. It's a risky business, praying you get more than you ask for. You sure you don't have a question about anything? I'll just say one thing. I'll just make one observation, Then again. i got only have about seven minutes. I'll make one observation. I think one of the issues in community that is so foreign uh, to all of us is the notion of collective care and even pastoral care. And when people have talked to me about the Friday Morning Women's Study, about the Tuesday Night Men's Study, and about this study, one of the things I realize that they have, that they're struggling with, is the notion of collective care. And um, I often think of it like a doctor. Uh, When I go to a doctor, I'm a great patient because, because I've been a pastor. When I go to the doctor, I do exactly what I'm told, exactly when I'm told to do it. I don't cut the meds back. I don't uh, you know, take them at different times. I don't double the dose. I do exactly what he tells me when he tells me to do it. And I put myself utterly into his care. And I actually tell my doctor when I have a new doctor, I'm going to be a very good patient. Um, I completely entrust myself to my doctor. The church in our age, and perhaps in the Lutheran Church, has not, has misplaced that. That you would entrust yourself to me or that you would entrust yourself to each other. And one of the struggles I notice um, in engaging this notion of of how grace and good works fit together uh, is that people do not understand this. Here's the thing, Grace, grace, where there's grace, there are automatically good works. Unless, of course, you refuse to have them. So our normal pastoral impulse, when you say, how do I change my life, or how do I do good works, the normal pastoral impulse is, go to the Eucharist. That is the first thing. And then if you're struggling, we might give you the Jesus prayer to say in the face of any temptation. It's an old, old prayer in the church, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me and a sinner, which you bring to your lips in the face of temptation. We might suggest that you go to private absolution where you can leave the stuff that's bugging you uh, at at the altar, and we might suggest to you to remember your baptism as the catechism does. We also might suggest to you that you ask your community what it is that you would be good for. Now, do you see how strange that is? That's so strange for you. I don't think most of you. It is a pastor's dream when somebody comes and says, what should I do? But that's very rare. I think it's very rare for you all and it was for me too because we were never brought up this way in the church. It's very rare for us to say to a pastor what should I do or to the community what should I do? We're so interested in paths to spiritual discipline that are individual and we're so interested in doctoring ourselves. How many of you doctor yourselves off the internet, no matter what your doctor says? Because after all, you've watched House, and you know that doctors, you know that doctors can make mistakes, right? And you're, you're pretty sure, I mean, you're like, right from the beginning, you're like banging on all those residents I, I know what that is. Just House and me, we're the only ones who know. I don't know why this goes 60 minutes. We've got to figure it right out. I mean, see, that's your norm. You've got an internet hookup, you might as well have an MD. Uh, you know what? But if you read the text, James, sl- greetings, James, slave, greetings to the tribes whom I pastor. Count it all joy, which is completely revolutionized the way you engage the world when you go through sifting. Because that will reveal who you are and make you into what God wants in the way of faith, where faith doesn't mean your pious, junky little heart, but what was confessed in the Nicene Creed today. This is how the church was built from the earliest days. And even all this nonsense that floats around in Wheaton about home Bible studies and why do you have home Bible studies like that? Well, we have those because they had house churches in the early church. Nonsense. Those house churches were pastored. Read Luke's Gospel, Luke 1, 4. The word there, the verb is "catechueo," to catechumen people, to catechize them, just as we're doing this morning. And at the end, toward the end, he says, at the beginning, he says, we're about to catechize them. At the end of Luke's Gospel, he says, now we've catechized them, which means they sat in the dirt and they were quiet while somebody else told them what their life looked like. You do this, or should do this, in every, you know, you act as your own lawyer, everybody knows you're a fool. You act as your own doctor, I can tell you where you can get a gravestone made. You know you, you know, you act as your own financial advisor, did you sell everything a week ago Friday? You know? Everybody thinks that they can do everything on their own. I just want to reinforce, if I can reinforce to you one thing, when he starts James slave greetings to the, to the tribes that I pastor. When he says that, he denies all the foregoing. And I would just put it to you in this testing and sifting of normal life where you find out what you're made of and also what the Lord will make you into. I guess the one thing I would do is have everybody sort of cock their ears and listen a little bit. If you spent the next five years listening, if you you, you put yourself for the next five years utterly at the mercy of your pastor and your congregation, your life would be in a different place um, than if you tried to do it yourself. The do-it-yourself thing, while it's very American, is utterly anti-biblical. And I ran you the quote for last week for Reformation in the Catechism. We all kinds of all have fathers. We have our biological fathers, we have our teachers, and we have our pastors. You know? And I'll add to that, and we have our congregation. I was struck today praying at the altar the Lord's Prayer Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, is nothing else but a prayer that heaven comes to earth and it's done God's way. Thy kingdom come means the kingdom of heaven come to earth. And thy will be done means, and will do it your way, not my way. And your way is defined in the collective wisdom of the community, and I don't mean just this community, I mean the community of saints that has been from forever. You can go back to the early fathers or you can go back to Abraham and Moses, I don't mind. Either way, is fine with me. Just consider the possibility. I, I realize that some of you are a little bit undone by this. People are a little bit off balance. They think we're taking a wrong turn here because we talked about good works and we're Lutheran and after all, we don't have any good works. So, you know, I mean, I mean, I get all that, but I only have so many breaths left and I would like to live it just once in a church where I live. And frankly, I think you would like to live at once too. So my, I'm begging you, and you know we'll work a little bit on this next week and then maybe we'll shoot back over to Paul somewhat. I'm just begging you as you read the text, read the text as the text. Don't read it for what you want the text to be. James, slave to the people he pastors, in the sifting, you'll find out who you are, you become what you're meant to be, and you'll do that within faith, where faith isn't just about your private little thing going on but the faith confessed by the church. Go to the Eucharist, get baptized, go to absolution, smell the incense, look at the colors, the saints are in the windows, pray. You know that's the Christian life. It is utterly inimical to the Christian life that you run it yourself. Everybody needs a pastor and pastors need pastors. It's one of the great problems in the Lutheran churches that our bishops are defined as CEOs rather than pastors to pastors. And bishops need archbishops and archbishops need cardinals. Everybody needs somebody to go to because nobody can see themselves the way they need to be seen. And in that humility, the humility of a slave, the church is built at its best. And when it's everybody doing whatever they want to do, that is when the church scatters. So I just sort of, I just sort of put that to you. That's not new information and it's nothing out of the ordinary. You want to know how to make things work? Go to the Eucharist. You want to know how to make things work, say your prayers. You want to know how things work, remember your baptism. You want to know how things work, leave your sins, every last one of them, at the altar today in absolution. Don't take them home, we'll scoop them up and take them to the dumpster. Okay, That's the community life, that's what we're aiming at. This is nothing new, although I think it's um, maybe more advanced or unexpected. So just kind of go with that. Now, does that make any sense at all? I'll close with what came from N.T. Wright. I know some of you who are reading N.T. Wright. I know some of you are struggling with them. Here's the thing. We want you to struggle. We want you to think. You know, we want to push you. We want you to hear things in a different way. It doesn't mean that we endorse every comma and period from any book that we assign to you. But you, I mean, listen to this. As long as we see salvation in terms of going to heaven when we die, so salvation is just fire insurance. The main work of the church is bound to be seen in terms of saving souls for the future. So how many people can we jam into heaven later? It's not wrong. It's just the beginning, not the end. That's the beginning. The beginning is baptism. The rest is living out your baptism. But when we see salvation as the New Testament sees it, go from milk to meat, get yourself catechized, find yourself a pastor, be active in your congregation, be faithful unto death, when we, who 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 are who, who are these revelation these are they who, who are these in the white robes these are they who have come out of the great tribulation who have washed their robes in the blood of the lamb i mean the last uh, what else is revelation but people who lived in community and uh, they lived it to the full you know, look at the look at the wall at back of the sistine chapel look at just pay attention but when we see salvation as the New Testament sees it, in terms of God's promise, new heaven and new earth, and of our promised resurrection, to share in that new and gloriously embodied reality what I've called life after life after death. So you're saved, but now what? That's what we're talking about. Then the main work of the church here and now demands to be rethought in consequence Life before death is what is threatened, called into question by the idea that salvation is merely life after death. The church is not just life after death. The church is not just fire insurance. The church is not just life after death. The church is life before death and lived as community. And the church knows what to do. And this whole year is meant to gather people in to try to understand that. I know it can be difficult. I know it rubs you sometimes. I know you're not used to putting yourself in anybody's care. I know that you're strong. I know that everybody in this room is the smartest person in the room, including me. You know, I know that. And I know you're all rugged individuals. I know that, until you're on your deathbed. And then you'll be crying out for the anointing of last prayers. You know, death is the great equalizer, and why wait that long? All saints state, why not spin back? That's the beginning, not the end. Okay? So it's all about community. Just stay with it. Just remember, every thought, every word, every action affects the community for better or worse. You can have it's like your family. You can have whatever family you want. If you add evil to it, it'll turn evil. If you add good to it, it'll add good. You can have whatever church you want. Have it then. You know, have what you want, but commit to it. And test out who are hypocrites and who aren't and test out who's faithful and who's not, and test out what's community and what isn't, you know, by your fruits you know them, says the Lord. Okay? And that's what we're working at. And there's nothing in that that runs against Reformation Day or justification by faith or forensic justification or life everlasting. It just is what it is. The the Christian faith is also for the here and now. It's not just for the, the then and there. It's for the here and now. The kingdom of heaven, as Christ says, is in your midst. It is among you. Or it can even be read, it is inside you. That's where the kingdom of heaven is, and it's there right now. Okay? So go to the Eucharist. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. Amen. All right, we'll have a run next week. Thanks.